Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library, and today we have a great guest on. Now, this is a topic that is really growing a lot because as people are looking at, you know, you're running your business and you're trying to find what are some great options for me to invest the money that I'm making in my business if I want to invest it in other areas. So we definitely wanted to bring on an amazing guest, Preston Spainhauer. And he is the founder of Well Capital, and he's going to talk about some of the exciting things that he's doing, all the awesome things that they got going on. So I'm definitely excited for you to hear about this conversation. So stay tuned. So without further ado, let me welcome Preston to the show. Preston, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. My pleasure to have mm -hmm. you on. So, you know, Preston, before we start talking about Well Capital and, and like I said, some of the great things you guys are and the projects you guys got going on, tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I came from a background of, well, I went, went to school for real estate and finance. And funny story, I, I got into multifamily and took it back to my real estate professor at University of Arkansas and just said, hey, we're looking at doing this. I'm not going to become an agent. I really want to become an investor and, and do that full time. And he said, nope, too risky. I don't know anything about that. That's uh, You should just become a real estate agent. And so <laughs> I... Um, I continued to chase the bug and I was in disaster response and and that was the industry I worked in part time through college and then full time once I graduated and we would go into states after hurricane events and assist people who didn't have insurance we would we would rebuild single family houses and then mobile homes and we did that in Texas, South Carolina and Florida and then I made the jump full time to to wealth capital. Nice, nice. Now, I guess during that, you know, kind of that, that phase where, like I said, you, you brought the idea to, you know, your professor. I mean, did you run into more situations like that where you brought the idea to someone and they kind of said the same thing like, I don't know much about that or, hey, that's too risky. Go this easier route or go this route that I think is easier. Yeah, I think it's uh, risk is absolutely something that diminishes as you learn. And, and that's something we learned. I mean, the more I learned about this space, the less risky it felt, the less intimidating it was. We recently had the opportunity to go back to the event that was really Braden and I's beginning in the space. It was a just networking event and, and coaching um, executive mastermind opportunity. And so when we first sat in that chair, it was like drink it through a fire hose and to circle back, you know, it, it was fun to kind of experience the same presentation with a different mindset and, and different, just investing belief system in general and, and knowledge base and everything else. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, if we go back to some of those earlier times of, you know, when you hear about some people talking about, Hey, they want to go be, you know, invest in real estate, you know, sometimes people immediately think like, you know, Warren Buffett type, you know, and this is like, hey, I don't have that much money as Warren Buffett. So how can I do it? So, you know, when you go back to the earlier days of you kind of getting into it, was there some bit of intimidation there for you that just kind of like made you like, OK, all right, do I even have enough to even start in this? Yeah, I think 
That is just the default answer for, for pretty much everyone. They, they hear, Hey, I'm investing in real estate. And it's like, well, I had to save up to buy my personal house. I don't have the money to turn around and buy something else. And in addition to that, I think apartment buildings, it's a larger purchase. And so it's more intimidating. So yeah, that's, I, we hear it all the time. We have to coach people into, you know, it's only certain units and, you're buying chunks of a $4 million complex, 50,000 at a time. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now you talked yeah. about like, you know, how that, that next time you came back to that session, you know, how it was very different because the first time you're just sounding like drinking from a fire hose and trying to keep whatever information came at you that you could hold on to the next time you came back, you know, is, you know, you had a completely different mindset shift. What were some of those, you know, shifts in your mindset that happened between the first time and then that next time you came back? Yeah, I think some of it is just taking it down in chunks. You, As you learn, one thing we really clung to as we we're building our business out was just take one step every day and one step a day will eventually get you to the mountaintop. And so uh, we by no means are there yet, but we feel a lot, a lot less intimidated to take tomorrow's step, I think on a daily basis now. So that's, it was a combination of that. And then just exposure to other people who had done it. Um, you learn how other individuals are attacking the business and everyone does it a little differently. And I think we gain comfort with our model and our business plan just from seeing other people's and seeing the end result and the process for them. And, just kind of full gamut how they've how they've tackled the same project. Awesome. So. Awesome. So I want to dive in a little bit more because, like I said, I mean, for people listening and they're here at real estate, there's the, the image that's coming to their mind is still Warren Buffett, how Warren Buffett, you know, just bought this, you know, multi-million dollar complex in Arizona or some other city. So when you think about, you know, the way that Well Capital approaches it, you know, kind of how do you guys approach real estate investment? Yeah, I think if you study Warren, really what he is, is he's an owner. And that's what we deliver is the ability to become an owner. And you don't have to be able to buy the $40 million or the $4 million piece of property all on your own. We we help the average individual get into these larger complexes and, and be a part of a much larger deal with, with better efficiencies. And um, when we look at it, we just we tackle deal size from our management setup. And so we're going to have a different buy box or buying criteria in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where we've got a manager set up to operate a 10 or a 20 unit. Then we will in Dallas, Texas, where our manager's minimum is a hundred units. Gotcha. Gotcha. So now how do people, you know, start to, you know, get involved with something like that? Because I think sometimes when people hear like, you know, you guys are getting into projects like that, they're thinking like, you know, it, you know, that's great for Preston. Like Preston has all he's sitting on millions and he's able to go do this. So like for the people who are listening, like, you know, for them, how does this become more of a real opportunity for them? Yeah, I mean, minimums in the space, I would say typical is $50,000 investment. And we we definitely try to work with investors and people who are excited about this and, and want to get in. I would I would say the first step is just reach out and hop on a call. And 
at that point, we'll just try to understand their goals and and see if there's a way that we can help the gang access to their first deal and then continue to grow. And so that's really our goal is to retire as many of our investors as, as want that. And we just try to take it one deal, one investor at a time. Nice, nice. So how long have you guys been um, investing in real estate? Like how many years has you know the firm been operating? Yeah, I personally, I've been investing for six or seven years and I just did single family kind of live in flips initially. And then our firm began four years ago and we acquired our first property about three years ago. And so that's been, we were originally Oakstone Partners and you mentioned Well Capital is our new company. We have a partnership with Charity Water and they're a charity organization that builds wells in third world countries. And so we just, after our first deal, we got together and just said, hey, what do we really want to be about? And what do we want to grow and, and have be really our reason for pursuing that next deal and, and helping that next investor? And it was giving and solving the water crisis is what we landed on. And, and Charity Water has been a terrific partner. I mean, and it's amazing that you bring that up because that was going to be, you know, one of my next questions was, you know, from some of the information that you sent over beforehand and, you know, you guys being very passionate about, you know, the, the charity water, like how did that come to your attention and how did that even get on your radar? Yeah, it was a YouTube ad actually. And it's the only 21 minute YouTube ad I'll, I've ever watched <laughs> and probably ever will watch. And so we were disaster response just to help you picture it. I mean, we worked out of an Airbnb and ran statewide operations and we we would stay in the bedrooms. There'd be three or four of us and then have our table in the living room. And so we had our tables with all our monitors and I was there. My computer screen was the only one on like two in the morning, just trying to get some work wrapped up. And this popped up with just what I had playing in the background. And so I clicked over and, and watched it and it resonated with me. And so I sent it to Braden and, and he had watched it before I woke up the next morning and we decided to give personally first and um, at the time that the light bulb went off to really bring it to the company level, we had already given enough to become a corporate sponsor. And, and we just said, hey, it's a, it's a good fit and we would love to build a brand around it. And the response has been incredible. Nice, nice. That is amazing. So, you know, can you tell us a little bit about, like I said, some of the, you know, the, the things that you've been excited to see with, you know, with that organization and what they've been able to do since you've been paying attention to them? Yeah, they what they do well is they're run by just a, a diehard entrepreneur. He would be successful probably in any space that he entered. And his name's Scott Harrison. And so he he has branded it and run it like a business, which I think is is somewhat unique for charities. And it's extremely transparent. We every dollar that we give them is applied directly to the field. And we get to watch that dollar grow and watch the impact over time. And so when we donate to to fund a well, we will actually get to see interviews with people who live in the community that's being affected and, and learn about the lives that are changing as the well is built and, and just after kind of the ripple effect begins to, to be felt in the community. And getting to not only hear those stories and, and have that really excite us about the next opportunity, 
but also turn around and pass that to our investors is just the ultimate gift and, and makes what we do really fun. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So as you, you know, I want to go back to, you know, you, you talked about, you know, some of the investment approaches that you guys have where, like I said, some of the minimum investments. Um, now, when you talk about the minimum investments and when people get into one of these projects, you know, what's usually the time horizon for, you know, the different projects that you guys are doing? Yeah, I think that's our other differentiator in the space probably is we, I mean, I mentioned retirement earlier. We want to hold long term and we want these properties. We're a cash flow company. And so we want to continue to pay the cash flow out to investors and, and pay a, a return. They're typically 70% of every deal we buy long term. And so we'll shoot to return capital in the first three to five years is, is the goal. We tell investors be okay with having it deployed for seven. Um, and then once they receive their capital back, that allows them to then go reinvest it in another deal and, and continue to plant seeds. And we hold 10 plus years and, and eventually sell. But most people in the space, it's three to five year models. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, what made you guys pick kind of going at it from a cash flow standpoint? Yeah, IRR is really the primary metric for that's that's the buzzword. It's what you hear all the time. And, and most investors that we talk to, that's the question they've learned to ask in, in just learning how to become a passive investor. And IRR, you have to have an end date. And typically the end date is when they receive 100% of their capital back. They may get 70 back at refi or, or 40 back at refi in most deals. But that last dollar from the initial investment is typically returned at sale. For us, we said, okay, if, if we return every dollar and then continue to hold the property, IRR is technically infinite. And so it's not really a a great calculation to run numbers off of long-term. And that's what really just by default forced us to become a, a cash on cash model company. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Now, I mean, when you look at it that way, like you mentioned that, you know, IRR becomes kind of like a, a staple, you know, a staple metric in the industry, you know, mm -hmm. for you guys being, you know, entrepreneurially thinking about your own business and say, Hey, you know what? We're not going to follow the typical staple. We're going to, you know, we're going to make our own name on like, hey, this is how we do it. How was it for you guys to get comfortable to say, hey, you know, what? we're going to de deviate from what people would normally expect. But we really feel strongly about this. How was it, you know, making that kind of decision? Initially, acceptance was a little difficult. I think we we've come to find since it was more of a track record thing than a model thing. And so we since we've gained the track record and gained momentum as a company and, and really proven out, you know, hey, we can return capital. We we do understand the numbers. We're extremely conservative that we've turned a corner where it became easier. And a lot of people, investors who understand the concepts really at a deeper level, see the benefits short term and long term of velocity of money and, and reinvestment and our model versus others in the space. And so the acceptance has improved. Nice, nice. I think that's awesome because, you know, one of the things that I encourage people to do is, is to open their perspective to look at, hey, there are more ways than just trying to dump your money into the stock market to invest. 
Um, and so as you start to, you know, meet different people and people are kind of looking at what you guys are doing, you know, are there any um, are you guys anywhere online or on social media where they can find out more about Well Capital and hey, how do they find out about some of the projects you guys are in? Yeah, so our website is wellcapitalinvest.com and that's the place to go. And, and we're also active on LinkedIn and Instagram. And, and those are all linked off of our website as well. Um, and that'll show past deals and, and what we're doing and really the perspective. I mean, we aren't financial advisors by any means, but the perspective we try to help people look through when analyzing these deals is how much passive income do you need to be comfortable walking away from your job? And then it's not a, a matter of having to go to work every day, but choosing to go to work every day. And, and you can hop off and enjoy freedom or, or reduce your hours, you know, whatever your options are when, when you get comfortable and hit your goal number. And so that's our goal with helping investors plant those seeds is just help them hit that number that they determined for themselves and really kind of reverse engineer. Nice. I love it. I love it. Now, one of the things that I'm also curious about it, you know, and, and you know, Please, if you can't share any details, please don't. But what are some of the types of projects you guys are currently working on? Yeah, so currently we have a few that that we've recently closed on. There's one in Corpus that's a 40-unit property, and that one is underway. We've, we've painted the building, and just off of that alone, we've hit what were our year five numbers in the first year. And so... That's been incredible. And um, and we have a few others that we're in the process of closing their 506B. So we can't really advertise them publicly, but um, I would encourage everyone uh, they'll be closed soon and, and you can find our website and just see what we're about and, and schedule a call and we'll get to know you and your goals and see if it's a good fit. Awesome. Awesome. And can you repeat that website for them one more time? Yeah. So it's wellcapitalinvest.com. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, before we wrap up, one question that I always love asking every guest that comes on the show is as you think about you know, your history of where you've been and you think about, you know, the, the ups, the twists and the turns in your story and where you are now, you know, what's two pieces of advice that you would share with other entrepreneurial minded individuals? I would say number one would be always seek to replace yourself. I think that's that has accelerated our growth more than anything. And so we we constantly I mean, every month we'll get together and Brayden and I'll say, OK, what are the responsibilities we can outsource next to an employee or, or to a VA or, or whoever it may be? Um, and then number two would be giving always comes back. And we've seen that so many doors have opened as soon as we decided to give. And I think we gave earlier than we were probably comfortable and, and more than we were comfortable with. And we knew it was a little bit of a stretch and it's come back tenfold. So I would encourage everyone to, to do that, whether it's with Charity Water or, or other organizations. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And, and, you know, I almost forgot, but there is one other question. You know, one of the things that, you know, you came to us, uh, a good friend we had on the show, Adam Carswell, and, you know, he talked about Raise Masters, and that was kind of how you and I got connected. I'd love to hear how Raise Masters has kind of played in it, played a role in helping, you know, Well Capital, you know, 
you know, be able to get into the projects or get to where it is now. So how has Raise Masters played a role in that? Yeah, I would say we've been in it two months and I can tell you already it's it's worth every dollar we spent on it. But I circle back in a year and, and hopefully we'll be able to show you the direct impact. But speaking to that, that first question or, or my first answer to the last question, they have given us the ability to replace ourselves in more ways than one. And the ROI on that is incredible. And so I, I think that speaks to what Hunter Thompson has, has built. And Adam's been a big part of building that too. And uh, we're just excited to be a part of it and have made so many great, great connections too, as a result. Awesome. I love it. Well, Preston, thank you for being an amazing guest on the show and all the best of luck in your continual projects. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate y'all having me and we'll talk soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the Business Talk Library is the place where business makes sense.